News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, it is ageist and sexist to portray the menopause as a deficiency that requires treatment with hormone replacement therapy. That's the view of our next guest, Professor Martha Hickey, Professor of Obzangani at the University of Melbourne in Australia. And good morning to you, Martha. Can you just explain your position to us, please? So the position from this paper, which is not just me, it's two other authors, is that we need to uh, be very careful about recommending that all women need to have hormone replacement therapy. And we also need to recognise that this is a normal event for women and that while some women do have um, a difficult experience and have troublesome symptoms, most women are fine. Okay. I I thought up to 70% of women would have experienced difficulties with the menopause. Up to 70% of women have some kind of hot flushes. That doesn't mean that that's a, that's a problem for them. It certainly doesn't mean it's something that they want to take treatment for. Okay. So a much smaller proportion of women decide to take treatment. Okay. Um, and I, I'm very interested in this because obviously the menopause is a big, a, a big sort of topical issue at the moment. But my understanding is that, is, is, is that women very often want treatment. Are you saying that that, that shouldn't be a given if, the, if they do want it? Women uh, want information. Uh, most more than anything else and a proportion of women have severe symptoms and may want treatment so that proportion is about 15 percent of women so it's a small relatively small proportion even some women who've got bad symptoms don't want to take something don't want to take treatment because there are as you know limitations to the treatments that are available that may not work or they may have other side effects so there's a range the majority of women go through menopause without the need for treatment I'm not saying that they have no symptoms. It's a bit like pregnancy. Um, All of us who have a pregnancy have some changes in symptoms. It doesn't mean that we want to take medication for them. No, but I mean, you could argue that that toothache is natural too, but people generally take an analgesic for it. I suppose what I'm interested in as as a woman who who is of the age where where I I, I could be about to become menopausal or, or, or perimenopausal, most of my friends, the vast majority of them, first of all, want HRT and, and loads of them are taking HRT. And, and I come from an era where when I first qualified as a doctor, we, we, we saw HRT fall off the charts altogether after, after the Million Women study, which, which I suppose put it in the bin. And now that is changing. And, and I'm slightly surprised to hear you, you, you describe the numbers as as low as they are, because that wouldn't be my anecdotal experience at all. Mm, they are low. I mean, there they, they aren't, in in Ireland, there aren't very good figures about what proportion of women take them. But from the UK, the figures are low and certainly worldwide, the figures are low. What happened, as you said, um, after when WHI was published, is that lots of women stopped taking it and then that didn't recover. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. And, and as someone who worked as a GP, we stopped prescribing it largely. We had everyone on HRT and then we had no one on HRT. But many people who now work in menopause clinics and doctors who specialise in this area would say that transdermal HRT, the patches, the gels, all those types of things are extremely safe for women. Well, it, it, it depends what you mean by safe, first of all. I mean, the, the important thing about HRT, I think, is that we have really, really good evidence about safety. The evidence about efficacy is not great, actually, but for safety, it's really good. We've had very, very large trials that have tested safety, so mm-hmm. we know what the risks are. And the risks are small, but they're not nothing. So, for example, in countries where the use of HRT went down, you know, for the reasons we discussed, yeah. the rates of breast cancer also went down. And you could you could measure that. Um, my 
understanding and, and my experience of women coming to me as a, as a medic with the menopause was many, many women would have expressed these these very words. And I don't know if, if, if they make it from general practice that often towards obstetrics or gynecology. I think I'm going mad. Uh, that's what they used to say because of the mood swings. It's not just the hot flushes. In fact, that was the, they often didn't recognise their symptoms as menopausal because they weren't hot flushes or sweats. They were mood swings, irritability, irrational rage, brain fog, those types of things. Um, what, what do you say to women who say, that's my experience of the menopause, I want treatment, I want help, this is a, an old school paternalistic move by medics? It's a woman's choice whether they have treatment or not. So what I'm saying is that many women choose not to have treatment. Uh, and for a couple of reasons, three re- main reasons. One is that the symptoms are not bad enough and they'd rather just see how they go. And second, because they're nervous about the consequences of the treatment, which are not only with HRT specifically, not only these small risks, as I've mentioned, of um, of breast cancer and other embolic risks and potentially increased risk of cardiovascular disease. But when you stop, your symptoms often come back. So you're, you, the argument is is that you're deferring the menopause rather than... You might be deferring it and that does that does happen. Okay, thank you for that. Indeed, that was Professor Martha Hickey, Professor of Obs and Gynae at the University of Melbourne in Australia. Uh, food for thought there for, uh, I think, there's a presumption we all want HRT now, but perhaps... News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.